Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Tampa Bay. For Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um, you know, it's been a little while since we've done this show, but we have been here quite often, but just yeah. not, not, not in this capacity. I was about to say sitting next to me for the first time since July 25th, and then I was like, well, okay, that's not true, because right. we did, what, 18 episodes of the Bulldog Hour? Also, I think I was remote for that show. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, it, it's it's been a long time since you've been next to me for this show, yeah. July twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, episode three forty. We were talking NFL. What are we talking tonight? Of course, NFL because we've been gone. We've been away. We missed fully the first twelve weeks of the NFL season. Week thirteen is in progress. We have the Sunday night game and Monday night game left to go, but. There's a lot to talk about. We've got to get caught up. Oh, and man. so much. Obviously, clearly, my uncle is going to be uh, here to uh, – he's, he's got the receipts for our he discussions does. from he May, does. June, and July. So we're going to dive into that. He is uh, he is probably not able to watch live. He always he, – he blames spotty internet while he's uh, down south for the winter. Uh, you know, uh, so I don't think he's watching live. If he is, I'm sure I'll get a text message uh, saying otherwise. But he does have an email for us to check out. So we're going to do that momentarily. But I do want to make sure to thank our uh, sponsor of the show, uh, my dad and May's Sandwich Shop, for uh, helping us out here like they do on the Bulldog Hour. And uh, if you would like to contact us, you can do that through the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at jomaysandjrap at gmail.com. Or you can call the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 215-315-3199. So, yeah, it's, it's, this doesn't feel new because we've been talking uh, high school football since uh, August Took a week off last week at Thanksgiving. Uh, happy belated anniversary to you and to you and Jamie. Thank you. you had a you. good weekend. Yeah, ten years. That's crazy. Yeah. I tell me about it. I'm working towards thirteen. Yeah, because you're so, old. I, well, I'm very old. <laughs> Our conversation before the show definitely uh, nailed that home. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk pro football. I don't know. Do you, do we want to do a quick college football talk before we get into NFL, which will be our main focus through middle of February? I think we should just because we because we've been gone for so long. Quick. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So Penn and State had a season. Crazy. It was crazy. Like the last like week or so. Yeah. So Penn State had a season. I don't know. We have much else to say about that. I guess so. it's pretty much like two seasons. Like, yeah. It, it was. It was almost park, exactly like then, last year. And then there was. A, a single play in the Iowa game when Clifford got hurt, and then it was just different the rest of the way. Yeah, so Penn State rushed because I'm I I I know if they if Clifford doesn't get hurt in the Iowa game, they win that game, like by multiple scores. 
right? Like, right. I, I think I don't. I know there's people who would argue against that, and and he did he did get hurt, so like they didn't win that game. That, that's fine. But then there's not a chance they lose to Illinois the next week with no. a healthy Clifford coming off that and coming off the bye. Like, not a chance. Not a chance. They still shouldn't have. That's they, the problem. They probably no. <clears throat> absolutely. They probably still lose to Ohio State at Ohio right. State. Yeah. I just had this conversation but with then someone. I don't think I don't think they lose I don't think they lose again. I, I honestly think they're eleven and one. Yeah. That that's my opinion. And I think they would have still missed out on a bowl game or, or sorry, a, a playoff spot, but I, they'd be in a New Year's Six game. They'd be going to the Rose Bowl. That that's my that's my opinion. And is that like revisionist history a little bit? Maybe, yeah, maybe a little. But we're fans. That's what we're here for. I just yeah, I do. Uh, I do wonder what would have happened if. Clifford doesn't get hurt against Iowa because Penn State was controlling that game. They were dominating for whatever the Iowa coaches, <clears throat> players, fans, and their beat writers want to say. Penn State was dominating that game yeah. because they could have been up by more, right? And Iowa offensively could do nothing, right? Virtually everything had gone against Penn State's way, and they were still up big, like in. No signs of slowing down, and Clifford got hurt, and then that was the end of that. Breaking news. Oh, gosh. My uncle's listening. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so uh, here he is. But he will like my outfit. So if you can, if, yeah. if it, I don't know if it's focused, you can see. I do have the uh, 2021 Army-Navy game attire, and I have the Fly Navy hat and the jersey. You can't really see it, but there it is right there. I'm ready for next Saturday. And one of these years, Justin, one of these yeah. years, we're getting there. Yeah, now, this say, year wasn't an option because we want to go to Philly. Right, yeah. I was going to say, well, if, if you can't play well, you might as well look, look good, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk, talk trash now because who knows? Well, I, 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 see, this, honestly, this is the place I, I want to be because Navy has nothing riding on this oh, next no, game. And, Army's and we, having a very this. good year. Navy's right? below average again, unfortunately. We've, we've seen this where, like, the team that – in theory, should should have no shot. Gets it done in this game because all the all the rivalry cliches. You can oh throw yeah, out. They, in here. this game, it's yeah. just oh yeah. It's it's, cool. uh, we actually toured the naval academy uh, yes, last weekend. Exactly. Yeah, and that I, was an it was crazy experience. to me when you told me you told me a couple weeks ago you were going to Annapolis right, and I just kind of did a double take. Y- yeah, and I was it like, definitely what, caught your what? attention. What? And then you sent me pictures of the Blue Angel, you know, right, sitting. Right. Um, th- I, that's. That's not an actual Blue Angel. Right? That's like a – I don't want to call it a mock-up, but it's like – Correct. Like it, it, it's a yeah. statue type. Yes. I be- yeah. Um, but then you also sent me a picture of the Navy football buses, I believe. Yeah, they were getting right. They were like loading up Ready to, go to go up to, to Philly, and they dominated Temple. And that okay. Was the that's, coach. that's perfect all around. So, uh, Adam, Adam, if you're watching um, – I know we have our back and forth about Temple and Penn State, but uh, I'm also a Navy fan, and uh, they took yeah. it to Temple. Temple didn't have a good year, right? They were three and nine. They fired their coach um, after Rough. he left Northern Illinois, and he had been really good at Northern Illinois. Now they they'd had a string of some success, you know, and um, it'll be interesting. They'll always have. Uh, what it was, was, it, was that 2015 when they beat Penn State? That'll so. be a. Uh, that that'll forever be there etched in everyone's memory for better or worse. Right. Um, but yeah, so oh. go Navy, beat Army, put that out there for the game is next Saturday, three o'clock, CBS. Uh, I can't wait for the whole week long uh, build up yeah, because there's nothing else in the college football world except uh, Heisman, right? Yeah, Heisman will be next week, and there may be some of like the um, FCS playoff like okay. rounds. And well, things, but big yes. top tier or college football. No, there's nothing going uh, on. Army Navy. Build up this week. I'm very excited for it. Ready, ready to watch that game. Hopefully, Navy can come out on top uh, after winning. What was it? 16 in a row. I think it was. It was, a lot. It was so, a lot. Clo- if it wasn't 16, it was close to it. They've now lost three of the last four. Right. Um, and that upsets both me and your son. Yeah. Uh, who apparently has completely converted to a, a, a Navy fan. Uh, last yeah. year, I, I stoked that fire yeah, you did. by mysteriously, you, did. you know, a. a a Navy shirt just happened to show up at your doorstep. Right, yeah. I, I, uh, and I remember that that conversation. And we probably talked about this on the show. 
when you were like, did you send Austin a Navy shirt? I was like, that depends. If Jamie wants to kill whoever sent it, no, no I did not no. send <laughs> it. But if she's okay with it, then yes, that is from me. Um, but yeah, then you ended up getting him one anyway, which he's worn like three so times. It, it's funny. It's funny because we got him one. Well, we were like looking through the through the gift shop, and it's like uh, there's one that was like Navy football, and they had it like in a size. So we're like, okay, that would work. And then we saw one that was like, don't give up the shit. But I was like, I I he liked the saying. All, yeah. I liked the shirt better. And second okay. of all, like I, I feel like it was less of a direct blow, like because it's more like <laughs> Navy in general, rallying than, like, cry, Navy football, right? But, Which I mean, you have been very much on the Navy train because you sent me the information on actually about the uh, Smarter Every Day video by oh, Destin dude. about the Coast Guard because oh you know I've always right. loved the Coast right. Guard. But then after I watched his first his, in a the, five or six part series on the Coast Guard, yeah. I went back through and found the Navy yeah, ones. This, like I think there's like six videos. On, on six the or seven stuff. yeah it's incredible i'm on the last one it's incredible. So i've watched all the, of them leading up to it and the like, last one is the surfacing each one like don't get me wrong everyone i'm like oh man that was crazy like I, i'm gonna watch them all anyway yeah i watch all of his videos they're all uh, very interesting at various times but like i'm watching it and i'm like when they're like going through the like surfacing through the ice like it's nuts when you're thinking about like thinking about what these guys are thinking about Every given moment, like it, it's incredible, it's just really cool. Here, I'm gonna throw this out at you. Destin is incredibly into science and technology, which we're guilty. Yes. He's also a big college football fan. He is, he is. Roll Tide, yeah, he is. He he, is. He's from Alabama, he's a big Bama fan. I'm gonna ask if he wants to come on the show. Oh, absolutely. Why absolutely. wouldn't he? What right. do you have to lose, right? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, his stuff is awesome. And I, nerdy me would like pee my pants if, right. if the show would end up being more about science and technology oh and all gosh. the cool stuff he's done, and yeah. less about college football. But uh, yeah, so those videos. If you ever wanted to know oh, anything dad, about a nuclear his dad submarine, has worked on the James Webb Telescope, by the way. Oh well, yeah. Well, jeez, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in stuff like that, you if you like Navy, if you're into science and technology, you just want to know the inner workings of a nuclear submarine. Um, that's how, definitely a series you want to check out. climbs down the torpedo tube? <laughs> I was thinking, like, nope. <laughs> no, I know, like, the claustrophobic well, so stuff is so I watched, time. obviously, this makes so much sense. If you know me, I watched SEAL Team, the TV mm-hmm. show, and in one episode, one of the um, characters gets stuck in a torpedo tube. Nope, nope. Um, they're, they're, it makes me uncomfortable just talking about And it's those. filling with water. And I don't remember why, and, and, and they might have blown that possibility out of the water by watching Destin's visi- videos on Smart Every Day, but they're using the torpedo tubes to enter back on a submarine after their mission, and like the valve fails or something like that, but then they can't use equipment to open it because they're being searched for, and as right. you know, right. noise, and right. we went through the whole sonar video, right. um, active and passive, yeah. and basically they couldn't do anything because if they start using tools and banging around, right. they're going to be detected, so, you know. Um, yeah, it's just wild. So, wild. real world meets fictional world, both very interesting, so, yeah, there you go. Um, but back to college football, Penn State, to me, I just had this conversation, honestly, I believe it was with um, one of our workers who I was just uh, making fun of today on my parents' Facebook page, um, just just for fun. And then I caught grief uh, from my uh, mother-in-law because she thought I was making fun of him because he was a Steelers fan. And I was like, no, I'm not making fun of him because he's a Steelers fan. I'm, making, I'm singling him out so people know the person I'm making fun of is the one in the Steelers hat. I'm not saying he's lazy because he's a Steelers fan. Was it Jake? It was Jake. Yeah, of course it was Jake. Uh, but I was having a conversation with Jacob about Penn State, and we were talking about how the season could have gone. And I said, look, honestly, with proper coaching or n- not a slew of injuries, this team could have easily been 10-1. and one. Right. Easily been 10-1. and one. And they were – like, that Ohio State game, they could have had two. Now, I'm not saying they should have had it. Right, but, but they it, were in the there. game. Yeah. A couple of changes here and there, and it's a closer game, or it could right. be a W instead of an L. But all of the other games, all, all especially Iowa and Illinois by far, yeah. should have been wins. But Michigan right. and Michigan State are the same way. Right. Both of those games should have been wins. And that that's what's so frustrating because it's one thing to lose and know that they were the better team. Like By and large, game. most of the games, I can't say that. And now Michigan's number two and playing in the college football playoff. Right. Right. 
it, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Um, that's where we're at with Penn State. We lost defensive coordinator Brent Pry. He moved on to Virginia Tech as the head coach. Congratulations there, to him. I have no ill will four, towards, towards him for that. There are now four Franklin f- assistants that he's had at Penn State that are now current head coaches. In, in right, because Charles Huff is at Marshall. Is Huff that Charles? is at Marshall. Pry's at Virginia Tech. Tech. Uh, um, Moorhead is at Akron. Oh, did he take that job? He took okay. the Akron job. I knew he was up for it. I didn't know if yep. he took it. Uh, who's the other one? Um, We're trying to go through the names of all the – because Gaddis is a coordinator. Spencer's in the NFL. Trying to think. I, Donovan I just know. got I fired s- again. Right, yeah. I saw a thing. And may- maybe I misread it because there's there's talk that Poindexter could I get could go Virginia to Virginia. Job. Yeah, I know. Right. I saw that. Which would be interesting because then Virginia, Virginia Tech would yeah. both be – both the Penn State yeah. guys. Well, Poindexter's oh, a Virginia guy, um, but as a coach, he's a Penn State guy. It's uh, the the guy who went to Nasharaka. Old Dominion, the former offense coordinator. He left a few years ago. He left before. Oh my gosh! Okay. Well, we went from who was it? The guy after Donovan? Yes. No. Well, oh, wasn't that Gaddis? No, Gaddis never got the offense coordinator. Oh, job. he That's was wide receiver left. coach, and he wanted right. the next step. He left and went to Alabama. Oh man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on on that the um, name. Right, it was after Moorhead. It was the guy after Moorhead. Oh, jeez. Why do I not know that? <laughs> Anyways. Right. Um, so it's the guy at Old Dominion. Penn State's still trying to find a new defensive coordinator. Uh, the signing day is, what, 10 days away? Yeah. They, Penn State currently has the number one class in the Big Ten, number five in the nation, last I checked, at least in the composite, the 247 composite. So they're trying to keep that class together. Hopefully they did. You pointed out to me the other day that Penn State has never in the history of recruiting rankings signed a five-star quarterback and five-star running back in the same cycle. Yep. So they're bound to do that with Drew Alar from Ohio. Which, by the way, um, the kid from Texas that went to Ohio State early helped. No, Quinn Ewers. Right, helped seal that Drew Alar went to Penn State. So thank you for that. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um and then Nick Singleton, who's right here in our backyard, uh, Governor Mifflin, uh, whose season came to an end prematurely, uh, a little bit of a surprise for everyone, uh, to another Penn State recruit, but in the class of 2023, Joey Schlaufer in Exeter. But yeah, Singleton and LR are setting up to be big-time players for Penn State. They both could possibly play next year a big chance big opportunity for both of them i don't know if they will i don't know if i want them to if they're the best players on the team i want them to play but i don't know if i want two freshmen in the backfield right you're always set up with like what does that say about the other guys right but uh, then you think about the possibilities of having three three year starters back there oh yeah no i know that's that's why i said to you i was like i'm really looking forward to 2024 all right because that's uh that's where we're at but penn state got a good bull draw um, um, which I love because they're seven and five. They're playing on New Year's Day. Right. They're playing in better games or a better day than a ton of other teams in the Big Ten mm-hmm. and terrible teams like Pitt. Right. So um, have fun on December 30th. I know it's a New Year's Six Bowl, but you're playing on December 30th. Penn State's playing at noon on New Year's Day. So, uh, yeah, I hate Pitt. So, um is Kenny Pickett really going to be a first round pick? Oh, I, 100%, man. God, this is like 100%. 100%. This quarterback class is awful. Yeah. Which is why the Eagles need to not draft a the Eagles part got three of first why round they picks. They don't though. need to draft a uh, quarterback this year. Even even if you establish and I'm not necessarily in this boat. I'm still in the I don't know. Even if you establish that Hurts isn't the guy moving forward, which I don't I don't think there's enough on that yet, but that's a separate issue that we can get to. But use your three first round picks to build all the other stuff. Yeah. You draft defense and all well, offensive line's been okay, but keep building because some of those guys are getting how about some linebackers or other DBs? They haven't drafted a linebacker since I, like nineteen seventy something. In right? Over forty years yeah. in the first round. Um <sighs> and like yeah, draft draft some help. Like get the other guys. And then, if you still need the quarterback, go after the quarterback the next year. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think it's that difficult, but I know that if anybody can screw up the drafting idea, it can be the Eagles. That, that being said, they have some guys who are contributing. Like, Dallas Goddard is the Eagles drafted. Devontae Smith is good, and, like, they drafted him. 
But like, and I said this to you last week. It like Jalen Rager is a bust. Like after a year and a half, more, yeah. more than Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar at least had some flashes. You know what I mean? He had some flashes. Like Jalen Rager, I like, can't get it. Done. And it makes and it so much bad. worse watching Justin Jefferson. Right, and put here's up nearly two hundred yards. And here's today. the thing that I was saying like, every week. The thing is, like, they don't even need. They didn't even need the guys to be as good as the guys they they missed on. Like Justin Jefferson or DK Metcalf or whoever, like whatever draft year you want to look at, the Eagles screw it up, you know, with their wide receiver pick. They don't even have to be that good. They just need to be serviceable. Right. But like at, before this week, right, and his numbers probably went down because he had one catch for seven yards this week. But brutal. Through of the 63 wide receivers that met the criteria, like, uh, you know, certain criteria of playing enough. Jalen Rager was ranked 58th out of the 63. And he had one catch for seven yards today. So, like, it could be worse. Not ideal. Today. Right. Not ideal. He's just bad. Yeah. So, let's put a, a hat on or a pin in the college football talk. Right. I mean, do you want to say anything about the college football playoff, like where we're at? Well, so, I think they got it right with the with the uh, rankings, you know, and, and the matchups that we're going to see. Um Oh, man, I think I think you're gonna see a Georgia Alabama rematch in the national title game. And if you're asking me to pick, like I think, I think Georgia might be in some areas better than than Alabama. But I'm they did I'm, not prove I'm, it. I'm not <laughs> going against I'm not going against Nick Saban and Alabama. Like yeah, no, not a chance. So I think that. Yeah, I I think you gotta. I I would take Alabama as the favorite right now. I, I know that's not going out on a limb. They're the number one seed and just smoked the smoked the, the presumed number one. So like right, yeah. What a wacky year though yeah. in college football. That I think. I mean, the college football playoff committee got it right, but. Only because the teams made it easy on them, though. Right, yeah. Because if Oklahoma State wins that against Baylor, right. like that could have been tough. The Big Ten officials, he would have, they would have won because that would have been it. I, but I, I still, to me, I still think Cincinnati earned the opportunity to be oh, in the absolutely. conversation. So I'm absolutely. not taking Oklahoma. I'm not taking Oklahoma State over them. No, no. But I think you could argue that they're a better that Oklahoma State's a better team. I, I know that that's a little counter to what I just said, but like to me, who has Cincinnati beaten? They Notre, beat, Notre Dame. They want right and, at Notre Dame. But who has Notre Dame beat? No, no one. one. Yeah, I know. No, no one. one. Their best win was at Florida State, and they are awful. Yeah, I don't think they're five hundred. No, I I know. Uh, like I just I do think a group of five team gets that should have that chance absolutely. and opportunity, and we've seen it in years past where people were like, and it, you know when right. what was it Boise State getting left out right. uh, for how many? And there's yeah. been Utah and a whole bunch of UCF. UCF a whole bunch of teams not getting the opportunity. Now Cincinnati gets that opportunity. Honestly, I I, I can't say they're going to win, but I think they're going to they're going to do their best. Uh, and if man, can you imagine if they beat Bama? See, that scares me because like I don't want Michigan to win. Basically, like I'd be okay with any of the other three winning, right? But I don't want Michigan. To win. M- Michigan would be the last one I want to win, but Bama's there next. See, I don't <laughs> even—I've reached, I've reached, they've reached. <laughs> what does Patriot it matter? Status to me, yeah. like it doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares if they matter. win another right. one? And if I had to pick, I'd, right. I'd pick Bama over Georgia. I don't want Georgia to win. Uh, see, I don't really have a problem with no, Georgia. But I... see, the thing is, then it's just another thing for Georgia. Like last time Georgia won a national title was after Penn State won a title, or like. Longer ago than when when Penn State. Well, Penn State also beat Georgia. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I I want to keep that intact. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Most of the country wants Cincinnati to win. Oh, <laughs> unless, absolutely. Unless you're an Alabama, Georgia, or a Michigan fan, right. everyone else in the country but wants. They're Cincinnati. busy watching <laughs> Lakers games and things like that, and Cowboys games. And- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Penn State seven and five playing a New Year's Day ball against Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. So going to that's tough Tampa, matchup. Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, Tampa. Yep. Tough matchup, but none of Penn State's players have signaled that they're not going to play. Now they just learned where they're going to play. I know people were wondering about Jahan Dotson, but I believe he's made comments in the past saying 
basically why why would I be here doing this if I wasn't going to play in that game? Right. Uh, in in a, in a bowl game, so I believe he'll play. We haven't had draft determinations yet from anyone. I think at Penn State, other than the ones that are required to move on. Right, and it's still more complicated than. Well, and a lot of yeah. those players that were, you know, fifth-year seniors this year still have another year of eligibility because of the COVID right. rules, including Sean Clifford. Right. Now, I believe – does Dotson too? But I, he's not taking it. He's Dotson going to the could, NFL. but he's going to the NFL. He'd be foolish not to. But I think I think Brisker's done completely. Brisker's done. But Jair Brown could be back. He could be back. Part of the safety I'd love tandem. to see him be back and then become next year's Brisker. Brisker, yeah. Like, there was a lot of hype around Brisker all year, and he he lived up to it. He oh, had yeah. an incredible year. I would love to see Brown get the same treatment because right. he didn't walk at the senior day ceremony. Right. So I'm right. kind of thinking maybe Brown's going to come back and hope to get the Brisker treatment. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, Penn State had their up and down. Defense was very good all year. Brent Price left for the Virginia Tech job. Don't know about the defense coordinator yet. Penn State recruiting was off the charts this year after a down year last year. Hopefully they can hold it together over the next 10 days. And uh, check back with us in a few weeks to find out if uh, Penn State gets win number eight against a good SEC school. Yeah, it would be a big boost to get that win and use that momentum going like into the offseason. That, w- that would be huge. So hopefully they can uh, get things going and end a season that didn't go the way they wanted to, but ended on a positive note and uh, didn't really get rolling. I'm, I blame you for that. That was probably my fault. Um, all right, so let's dive into our NFL talk now. We're through like... 12.8 weeks as we have two games left here. So that just reminds 13. me of, and so in baseball, you know how it's like 4.1 would be four and a third. Yeah. That drives my wife. That, that, I, I don't insane. like it either. I'm just like, my eye twitches. I'm like, so, that's not right. right. She teaches math and four and one third, not 4.1. Right, 4.1 is not 4.3333333333. 4. Well, you get to put the bar over top of it. Right. Okay. You have to put the bar or it wouldn't be a third. So, so yeah, it's uh, <sighs> it. No, I I'm with her 100. percent I look no, at that and I just no, get angry. I, love it. I, I love just it. get I angry. Think we you should would. do more numbers I, like that. You, and this says a lot about you. All right, so my uncle's got an email to keep track of things. I actually have our NFL preview, our our picks in the AFC and NFC, and I think that's a good place to jump off because we can talk about how has the first half plus of the NFL season gone for our predictions. So he, these are your predictions. Put, okay. Throwing you under the bus first. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I can take it. So in the NFC, you pick Dallas at one. Still possible, but not looking great recently. No. Tampa Bay, two. Very, very accurate. I think they're, they're right yeah. in that discussion. Los Angeles, as in the Rams, at three. At times, that looked to be an under- estimation yeah. but now it might be an overestimation right because they're probably not going to win their division uh, they're having a tough time chicago at four i think you want to take that one back yeah i i whiffed on that one <laughs> but washington at five is a good one for you yeah they they won today yep they beat the raiders right so they're looking good in that wild card race and they're not out of the division yet so oh. we'll see what happens with washington green bay at six the right. probably would like to Under change with Chicago Southern, on that. Right. Uh, but again, entering the year, we, when we did these, Aaron Rodgers was an unknown. Right, <laughs> right. Like, we didn't know what was going to happen there. Uh, and honestly, I think having them at six without Aaron Rodgers is an overestimation. No way. Of that team. I'm confident. Then you have <laughs> Seattle at seven. Yeah, that. Which, phew. that's not looking good either, though they had a big win today. They did get a big win today. In the AFC, you had the Chiefs at one. Still could happen. Yeah. Buffalo at two. Still could happen. could happen. They started strong, but have faded. Next couple weeks will determine a lot for that one. You have Indianapolis at three, and they look like they're coming on. They yeah. had that big win at Buffalo the other week. They played Tampa Bay tough last week. And, they got and, a win today. And I, I would agree with this, too. As they keep going, like, if they can get in, because right now they're still technically outside the playoff picture. I think they're seven and six now, though. But if you – if they were to get in – That's not a team you want to play. Not a team you want to play. No. They can run the ball and they have a good defense. Yeah, you have Baltimore at four. Still could happen, but they did suffer yeah. a loss today, and that was an interesting game and decision late. Uh, maybe we'll get into that a little bit more. Tennessee at five, definitely. Um, right now, I would say them in Indianapolis would be switched. They but would. like you said, Indy wouldn't even technically be in yet. But in terms of trending, um, both those teams were probably okay. Cleveland at six. They're having a rough it's, go. It's of a it. possibility, but like not trending in the right direction. No, no. And at seven, you have New England, which is unfortunately t- 
to say it, selling them short at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're the one seed as a, as we speak right now. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I was gonna I was gonna say that when in our little uh, group thing today when somebody was like, "Oh, the Eagles will screw this up," and I'm like, "Yes, they will." But at least we're uh, not in the same <laughs> division as the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate you. I know that was maybe more at Adam, but like it also like collateral damage. More or less than you hate Mac Johnson. (laughs) Oh, I want to cry. All right, here's my playoff. So in the NFC, I had Tampa Bay at one, still a possibility. Los Angeles at two, which at the beginning of the year, we were looking really good with LA in the top three. And to be honest, if if they get right, that's a team I don't want to mess with either. Right, yeah. Because the way they were playing the first, you know, right. month and a half of the season, they looked up. Dallas at three, still very much in play for me. I went with Minnesota and went out on, on a – and again, for the people that may just be tuning in, we did this thinking Aaron Rodgers was not playing. Was July. This was the yeah, – well, I don't even know when we did well, the we NFC. finalized these. NFC North, July, yeah, right. we finalized these at the end of July. So we talked NFC North probably in June. So, and I think you were remote or not even here for that one. I was probably I think down that, south. Yeah, right. so um, I had Minnesota at four. It's not going to happen. I thought maybe they could, could stay up there with the wild card, but then they went and lost to the Lions today, which congratulations to Dan Campbell and the Lions because no, we I'm, went on the show when we talked NFC North, and actually probably just me if you weren't here. I was rambling how I thought Detroit would start slow like Miami did with Flores a few years ago, but that they would be a problem in the second half for teams, so ruining some this seasons. This is the thing, like, and I don't know what it is. Dan Campbell rubs me the wrong way. Oh, really? Like, yeah. And so, I, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. Like, the whole, like, just all in and, like, he cares. And, like, I, how dare he care? Right. Like, no. <laughs> th- those are all things that, like, appeal to me. Like, I don't I don't know what it is. I just. Well, see, I I like him because he took over for, was it Philbin when he was I fired? Think it was, yeah. One of the Miami Dolphins coaches was fired midseason, and they were not good. Can't put a finger on which one. Yeah, was. that was, there's a long line of coaches and failed seasons over the last twenty plus years. Um, so actually, uh, I believe New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve this year, I'd have to double check, will be the twentieth anniversary of Miami's last playoff victory. Twenty maybe, years. Maybe Justin. they'll get one this year. Twenty years. Um. Trending, trending all right right now. Well, yeah, right now, but they screwed themselves over earlier in the year. Yeah, they, then, they lost how yeah. many games on the last second field? Jacksonville, uh, Las Vegas in overtime, uh, and Atlanta. They yeah. have three games right there right. that and, they could go from six and right. seven and, to nine and four. And like they each, could be nine and four right now. Those, like each of those are games like you gotta win. Like it's one thing if you're like, oh, we lost to Tampa on like a yeah, last second field. field. Yeah, like. But no, to, to lose to Jacksonville, I know it was in London, but that that's the one you can't lose. The no. Raiders won early in the season. The Raiders looked all right. They it was on off. the road. It was right. in overtime. But still, like those are games you should right. win. It, well, good Atlanta's teams, bad. playoff caliber teams win Atlanta those games. Got smoked by the Eagles <laughs> yeah. first week. Like that's, that should have told everybody everything uh, you needed. So that's frustrating. But anyways, Dan Campbell right, took right. over. And won a few games from a team that was yeah. either winless or had only won a game. And everyone was interested to see, could he become the long-term right. coach? He didn't get the job. He went to New Orleans. was at New Orleans for a while, yeah. uh, six, seven years, something like that. And then he got the Detroit job. But I said, bringing this all full circuit to the NFC North in 2021, I said, I don't think Detroit's good. I don't think they're going to push for the playoffs. But I could see them being a team that starts off and looks bad, gets better as the year goes on. Now, if you're watching game and clock management the last few weeks. I don't know if that's all there, but they got to win today on the last play of the game. Uh, golf to St. Brown. Everyone celebrated. It was great. It was at home. It was in Detroit, too. It just affected my number 14, Minnesota, who I had winning that division. Uh, but honestly, if Aaron Rodgers is in Green, Green, Green Bay, I think Minnesota does win that division. So I don't think I'm wrong there. I'm counting that as a win. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Like, I don't, I, I don't think Green Bay's that good without no, Aaron Rodgers. No, and I think Minnesota is the best team in the division if he's not. If, if It might if be Rogers close. Like, maybe it's closer and maybe Green Bay's still though. better. But I don't think it is, like, we were Because sh- not, just, not just losing quarterback. It's the whole mindset. Like, that's a right. whole different mindset. Um, but then I had uh, Arizona at six. Yeah. You didn't have Arizona at I all. I don't have one there. Okay. So I had Arizona at six. That's right so now selling the way them short. They fell off at the end last year scared me off for this year. Well, and they had an issue here in the middle, but they were missing two of their best players. Right, but the 
the issue still scares me because, like, if Kyler Murray isn't good to go, like, I know they can win games because they just won two out of three. Well, with Colt yeah, McCoy. I was gonna say Colt McCoy is in but, there. Like, that's fine for winning two out of three in the middle of the season. Right. That's Can not you do get it, it come January? A month from now. Or right. February. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I did have Green Bay at seven because I just didn't know what to do with them without right. Aaron Rodgers. In the AFC, Kansas City, still a possibility. Buffalo, two. Baltimore, Indianapolis. Honestly, most of the, my AFC is on the board yeah. and in a pretty legitimate possible falling out finish. Um I would probably, if I had the opportunity, I would probably swap at least Cincinnati for Pittsburgh, and I would have to acknowledge that New England's going to make it over Miami. Uh, Miami could still make the playoffs, but that would require most likely Los Angeles uh, or you know Pittsburgh or, like I said, Cincinnati not making it. So, um, you know, we we always hit on some and, and miss on others. But um, Super Bowl wise, we went a little bit farther, and both of ours are still on the table. Justin, you had the Chiefs beating the Rams in the Super Bowl, and I had the Chiefs beating the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Um, so obviously, we need Kansas City to go far. I had Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. You had Indianapolis, so you're all on board of the Wentz wagon again. Um, he's looked good. I think if if he they didn't clinch it today with his play, they will in next week's game. The Eagles will get Indianapolis' first round pick based right. on and snaps, some of that I would believe. depend on whether or not they make the playoffs. Because if they make the playoffs, he only needs them. I think they only need seventy percent of the snaps. Okay. If they don't make the playoffs, they need 75. I think, but I think they were close to getting the 75. They were today. close to getting 75 today. Yeah, it's, so. it's tough because it's an estimated number. Um, and also, they were up big, so I don't know that he played 100 percent of the snaps. Today. Okay, so like, because there's a few games where he's played like 98 percent of the snaps because gotcha. they've blown out some teams. Um, and they have a couple losses that you're like, oh man, they should have won that game. Like I know he had the one with like the pick at the end and, and all that stuff, but at the same time. Like you look, we looked at their schedule. Their schedule was brutal the first month of the season. They had a brutal schedule to start the season, and then it's come back to normal. And all of a sudden, you're just like, okay, yeah. Um, now I think they might play the Patriots in a week or two. Um, so like that, that could be interesting. But um, well, now that we went through our recap of what we did, and, and you know, we kind of gave you our division winners, our wild card teams, went all the way to the Super Bowl. Let's check in with my uncle. So, uh, Rich from from New England and or Florida, uh, depending Coast. on the time of year. Uh, East right. Coast uh, He also copied my dad on this. So, my dad will check his email in two to three weeks, and he'll gonna, see that then. I was going to say, you'll have to read this to him tomorrow. <laughs> no, he's listening now, too. So, I'm sure I'm going to get a text. It'll probably have the middle finger emoji or something like that. Um so my uncle says, Joe and Justin, welcome back to the NFL. But first, congratulations to the Wilson High football team for their good season. Thank you. Yes, they did have a very good season. Uh, started off slow, 2-3, and three, ended 9-4 and four in district runner-up. Undefeated LL1 champions, though. So congratulations to Coach Doms, his staff, and the players for uh, yet another, another great season. Yes. Even at, at times, people didn't believe it could happen. Right. And, and they were able to prove everyone wrong, and those are the best kind of stories. Uh, he goes on to say, I know you wanted better, but at least they got to the playoffs. And speaking of high school football, Rockland High, where his kids went, won the Division Six state title on Friday. Wow, congratulations to them also. And uh, we send our congratulations to Rockland High in Massachusetts. Uh, state title is nothing to sneeze at. So no, hopefully awesome. we get one of those at Wilson someday, that too. Fun. That would be fun on, on the gridiron. Got a few in other sports, but uh, still eludes us on, on the football field. Uh, my uncle continues. Now let's take a look at your early season picks. NFC North, Bill and I took the Packers. You had the Vikings and Justin the Bears. I know we didn't know if Rogers was playing yet, so he brings up everything we did about the NFC North. NFC South, we all took the Bucks. <laughs> uh, NFC East, you all took the Cowboys, but I took Washington. So my uncle has Washington. Uh, yeah, and I think Washington. Well, Washington's in a good spot in the NFC in general. I I feel like Dallas is. I know. I think they're all like two games up, technically in the division, maybe. But like, they're also the best team in the division. Like, yeah. like let's. I know let's they're having a rough it. patch here, but right? But they're still Dallas is still better. Right, right. They're still the best. But you, hey, you got to play the games, and there's a lot of games I, left. To I be laid played. out the scenario. You I did. Yeah, you won. I laid it out. You did. You won. The Cowboys won the divisions, and then the Eagles want, upset them in the playoffs. Right. The Cowboys finish in that two seed or. 
wherever and the Eagles go two or three, whatever it is first in that first week of the playoffs (laughs) as a wild card and beat them. Oh my gosh. That would be incredible. That would make my NFL season like whatever. Like if the Eagles get housed the next weekend, so be it. Like that would be incredible. Kansas city's up 10, nothing by the way. Good. good. Flyers lost seven to one to the lightning today. Yeah. So I kept checking scores. We were like getting the kids like, you know, bathed and all that stuff. And, I kept like checking the scores on my phone, and every time I went on, like it kept showing like the Flyers were down another goal. I'm like, is well, this was, literally was... just adding a score every time I open up the app? Like, what's going at four nothing? I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna... I've, back I've to football. Seen enough here. Um, NFC West. We all took the Rams. He took the Cardinals. So he's looking. Hey, he's hey, looking he's on the there. Arizona bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, we we were iffy on them. We thought we had him in the wild card hunt. Yeah. I had him in the wild card, but we just couldn't pull the trigger. But it'll be an interesting race uh, with the Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, a little hiccup today, but they had been looking better. Actually, that win really hurts their chances in, in the division now. Cardinals have, what, a three-and-a-half game lead, I think, because aren't the 49ers like six and six? Yeah. So and they like, haven't had their bye yet, right, so right. the Cardinals they, could they've be had four games ones. up. Um, they had some injuries and, and stuff, and I, I was down on San Francisco entering the year. I remember – um, Peter King had them, I think, in the Super Bowl or right. something like that. And I was right. like, right. I just don't see it. Right. And to be honest, they're, San Francisco is better than I probably thought they would be. Uh, they had a rough start, though, this season. And, um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, so he says, Bill and I have three divisional winners correct so far, and you and Justin have two. The playoff teams were uh, Joe, Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Justin, Packers, Redskins, Seahawks. Excuse me, sir. Washington football team, Seahawks, Bill, Bears, Vikings, Seahawks, and me, as in Rich, Vikings, Cowboys, Rams. He's, he's looking pretty good. He is looking pretty place. good. Um, NFC winner, me and you both had Rams over Bucks. Uh, Rich had Bucks over Packers. And Bill just had, he wrote down that my dad had the Rams winning. Um, and AFC North, we all took the Ravens. I, I still think that's a good bet. And I think they're going to win the division, yeah. AFC South, we all took the Colts, and he took the Titans. All, both still in play, though Tennessee, I think, still has at least a game up, maybe yeah, two. And, and they have the tiebreaker because they beat the Colts twice. Did they beat them twice? Yeah, okay, they, I didn't realize they, they beat both, them okay. early and in the middle of the season. Uh, in the AFC East, he says, I hate to say it, we all took the Bills. I still think the Bills Doubting, win, doubting his Bills team. Bills could well, win the division. Huge game tomorrow night. If the Bills don't win tomorrow night, New England wins the division. It all comes down to Buffalo. Right. And the pressure's on Buffalo. Like it's New in England. Buffalo, too. Yeah. Because they play again in two weeks. In New England. In New England. And it's just like, yeah, I'm telling you, if if the Patriots win tomorrow, they win the division. I'm, I don't disagree. In the AFC West, we all took the Chiefs. So, so far, Rich has three correct. Uh and the three of us, as in me, you, and my dad, have two correct playoff teams. I had Chargers, Dolphins, Steelers. Justin and my dad had Titans, Browns, Patriots. And Rich had Browns, Colts, Patriots. AFC winners, I had Chiefs over Ravens. Justin, Chiefs over Colts. Rich, Chiefs over Bills. And my dad, he just has Bills. Uh, so so that means oh, he has a I should have kept reading. He has it down there. For some reason, I didn't note your Super Bowl winner. Oh, we already went over that. And he said, anyway, I will be listening tonight. Have a good show. Rich, you're up and coming Patriots fan. I don't like that, Uncle Rich. <laughs> um, so, but his Super Bowl pick is, um, well, he doesn't have Chiefs it Chiefs over Bills. Oh, that's No, that's AFC. AFC. So right, he yeah. has Chiefs, Bucks in the Super Bowl. Right. And my Which dad had Rams, as... Bills in the right. Super Bowl. So all of those are still in play. At least we didn't pick a team that... Doesn't even have a shot at making the playoffs right, at the Super right. Bowl. I should probably say mostly just Super Bowl because we did pick a few teams that probably have no shot at the playoffs. Um, but that's how it happens sometimes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, all in all, I don't think we did awful. You know, we did this no, in May, there, June, right. and July. There a couple, like you said, the, the Aaron Rodgers thing would definitely change our picks a little bit. Yeah, there. we would have both taken Green Bay. But like the Bears have underwhelmed and mm-hmm. like. It's been a mix of coaching and even when he's in there, Justin Fields has looked human. Now, part of that is they don't have they, their offensive line is terrible, which is why Matt Nagy was like, I don't want to play Justin Fields right away. And then he's in there and they, they look, he looks not that great most of right. the time because the offensive line is terrible. Like, 
I don't, I don't know what, you know, yeah, it's tough, but you trade it up to get him. And I'm not saying it was a bad pick. Like, I, I think it's a good pick for the bears. Right. But like you put yourself in a bad spot when you trade up to draft the quarterback and you have no way to protect him or weapons. Cause Allen Robinson is your only real weapon right. and he's been hurt a bunch this year. Yes. Very much. And so. in that, I, I'm not saying I think he's hurt, but I also think he's like, <laughs> kind of like, you know, you know, like today's game, I, I don't know, but like, does he play today if they're like seven and four instead of, you know, four and seven or what? He's you know, like, probably right. Like he's got to be a little bit like for what? Cause didn't, th- didn't they franchise him? Like, is yes. He franchise? Right. Yes. So yeah, it's uh, hopefully that hopefully things change for him. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'll trade you Jalen Rager for Allen Rock straight up. <laughs> straight up. If there's a team that would take it, it would Might be the be Bears. Chicago. So it, it we talked about it with college that it was an interesting year because we saw some of team some teams that have been so good over the last few years come back. Clemson is the big one, yeah. not there. And this reportedly year. losing their DC now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Venable's going to Oklahoma, yeah. who was very good for most of the year, but fell short in a couple games, including last week in Bedlam to Oklahoma State. Uh, then Lincoln Riley bolted to take the USC job. So then we had the really random decision of Brian Kelly to leave an 11 and one Notre Dame team that he's been with for 12 years to go to LSU. I honestly, I think this. at first I was like, oh, he's just like sour grapes when they had the Notre Dame AD on. But then like when you heard stories about it, you're like, no, he was, he was being dead serious when he he's like, no, I wasn't surprised at all. Like, <laughs> He's like, okay, then. Oh, all right. We could do an entire episode on whether those are smart or good decisions or how they were handled and the issue of, you know, should coaches be able to do this? Should there be some kind of loyalty or responsibility? And how do you, now that the players have a lot more, they're getting a lot more in return or have that ability in the transfer portal too. I don't think it's as big of a deal, but I know people see these ballooning salaries and a lot of people don't like the coach's compensation. Like we are not experts on that, but again, we've talked about player contracts and how you have to come. You cannot compare everyday Joe Schmoes to these industries. It's just not the same. No, it's like, not at you, all. You can't, and well, like everyone, well, you, look at, you look at stuff and you're like, oh, well, you know, these guys are making however much money and you're like, yeah, they are, but, but the money also- is there. Like they wouldn't right. be getting this money if the money was there. And why is right. the money there? Because people are giving it to them, right. whether it's through media contracts or booster supports, right. purchasing tickets, purchasing, um, right. you know, apparel. If, if, if we want it to stop, it's on us. <laughs> not right. on these right. schools and coaches. Right. So right. that's we but like honestly, most of the time when you have people complaining about things like that, it's people that don't even like the sport. Oh. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's people yeah, that's like, this is ridiculous. And like, right. okay, well what you know, who do you like? What do you I don't watch football. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks for your input. I really appreciate right. it. Um but right. yeah. So what you, what was wrong with the Chiefs at the beginning of the year? Um, I think some of it was five new offensive linemen have to gel. I think some of it is just kind of like um, they've had two long seasons in a row, really three, because the year before they went to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've been to the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl the last three years. That's a lot. A lot of extra games. It's almost. It's like an extra half season. Mm-hmm. A little more than half a season, almost like two-thirds of a season over the course of three years. Um I think just some of those things. Um, I think some of it was, and they, they were talking about this. Oh, some of it was just teams are sitting back in Tampa two and making Patrick I did Mahomes see that. Yep. throw thirty-five yard passes, not thirty-five yard passes, thirty-five yard five yard passes, right? And which has done wonders for Tua in Miami. You see his completion <laughs> percentage and what he's been able to do over the last five but, or six weeks. But to be fair, you got to take what they can give you, and that's what he has done more of. Um, and they've also started running the ball uh, when uh, Edwards Hilaire went out a little bit. They started giving Daryl Williams the ball some mm-hmm. more. And then that kind of changed the mindset a little bit because they gave Hilaire more touches last week. Like just 
it's not that you have to run the ball. It's that you have to be able to run the ball. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. and that's been Andy Reid's MO forever. Like he doesn't have to run the ball, but you have to be able to run the ball. And that to circle back around, that was Penn state's problem this year. Like you don't have to be able to run the ball. Like you don't have to run it all the time, but you have to be able to, and they couldn't. And that was a problem. Um, and that that's why the Eagles turned it around this year. Like they weren't even trying to run it early in the year. And then they started running the ball. How about this? Like, Miles Sanders set a career high for I saw that today with when he went over twenty one. Yeah, it's not even like right. And then he sprained his or he hurt his ankle again at the end. I don't know that he sprained it. He hurt it again at the end. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where they now the Eagles had to buy next week. Um, so they've got some time, which is good because Kelsey got dinged again too. So like they're in trouble if those two guys aren't. Aren't getting it done, but, um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of have to just wait and see. However, um, I think I think a lot of those things were what was going on. You know, um, they needed to gel on the offensive line. Uh, you, you know what? Their defense has gotten better, mm-hmm. and it's one of those classic like great offense complementary defenses. You know, like like we saw in Indy yep. for years or, when or New Peyton Orleans. was there, right? Like. Not a great defense in like a, you know, if the offense isn't clicking, but when the offense is being able to score some points, then the defense is able to get pressure on it. Right. Like, so a couple weeks ago, this, well, when, uh, was it, is it Chris Jones? When he just like blew up Connor McGovern oh, yeah. over and over and over again, three and a half sacks, like, Connor McGovern was one of those, and I like him because he's a Penn Stater, but like I, I always felt like they were like, oh, he's he's gonna get drafted. And I'm like, I don't see it. He wasn't that he good. He was a third round pick. Right. I was like, he's not that good. And there he was getting blown up play after play by Chris Jones. But so I want to pose a question to you. And we did this during Wilson football march towards the playoffs. Yeah. If you had the option of taking the Chiefs. Or the rest of the AFC playoff field, which are you most comfortable I'm taking? taking? You taking the field? Yeah. What if I gave you the Chiefs or the AFC East winner? I take the two. That's kind of where we were at with uh, the high school playoffs too. Yeah. We we talked about how if you only give me the one or the two seed, and then everyone else, I'll take the field. But if you give me the one or the two, one and the two seed or the field, yeah. I'll take the one and two seed. One ended up happening. The two seed won. One. Unfortunately for us, five seed. I would like the five seed to win, uh, but it didn't happen. But that's kind of where I'm at too, because right now I feel like it's the Chiefs and the AFC's winner. I agree. The AFC North is interesting to me. Well, but and so is the AFC South. I was going to say. So here's the thing: if Indy gets hot, that they're interesting. If Tennessee can hold on and get Derrick Henry back. And Brown and Julio, like, see, they they could be interesting, but I still I would pick them third or fourth out of that group. Like, I don't trust them. It all comes down to quarterbacks. It does. And the way I look at it, I trust the Chiefs and Mahomes. Yes, I hate to say it, but at, if they win the AFCs, I trust both Josh Allen and the Bills or Mac Jones and the Patriots. I, I I trust Wentz and the Colts. Are you breaking stuff again? Did you hear that? It was like a click. Yeah. Well, I think the headphone like adjusted one oh. level, like, but it I didn't touch it. It <laughs> freaked me out. I thought something hit me in the head. Oh no, that's after the show. I got a bat. Right, right. Um, I, I trust Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Do you? I I do. I, I do too. I do. I do um, too. I don't know that I could say that about. Roethlisberger and the Steelers, just because it's not ten years ago. I don't think Burrow and the Bengals are there yet. If they would make the playoffs, but I also don't trust Ryan Tannehill, and that's I'm that is not coming from like I have sour grapes about his time in Miami. No, I don't it wasn't him because it wasn't him, and I never thought it was him. Like I'm not a Tannehill hater, 
but I also don't see him as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And that doesn't mean he can't win it, but I'll always look at him as another Joe Flacco, who I still don't think is a good quarterback. I don't think he ever was a great quarterback. He had one great year and he'll go down for an infamy for it. Now Baltimore will love him forever, but I don't think Joe Flacco is that good of a quarterback. And I don't think he ever was that good of a quarterback. And we can say the same thing about, um, who was the other Baltimore quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Oh, um, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Like everyone knows that they won that, Nick you know, despite Nick Foles told us, showed us over and over again, he's not a high level starter. In the but NFL. by and large, when you look at the Super Bowl winners, they have a very good or great quarterback or elite quarterback. Look at, look at the AFC quarterbacks over the list. Brady Manning, Roethlisberger, but for the most part, yeah, and, and now you, Mahomes. You had Mahomes now in Mahomes, the last couple of years. Yeah. That's it. Like exactly. oh, the last two decades. Yeah, that's well, it. Flacco made that one random right. run, right, and and took him to the promised land and beat the 49ers. But uh, I just Tannehill's not a Tannehill to me is a borderline top 10 AFC quarterback and they're yeah. taking seven. Right. So when the thing uh, is, I feel like they're going to continue to drop. They may hang on to the division, but I think if they win their division, they'll still probably be at the four seed. Sorry, they're taking eight. I meant the first round. I wasn't counting yeah, the yeah, bye. Yeah. I'm, I shouldn't. That's it was a stupid way for me to say it. They're taking eight. And he's to me borderline top eight in the AFC. I just, I don't, that's just my opinion. So I, that's why I don't necessarily think Tennessee can get it done in the long run. Right. They got off to a hot enough start that I think they'll make the playoffs. They're exposed but... by Baltimore last year in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, everyone you know made a, such a huge deal about that because Tennessee beat them in the regular season, and then Baltimore returned the favor when it mattered. Right. So I, I just and the way Tennessee's playing right now, I know there are there Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, a lot of big name firepower missing, but in the end, um they can they win a wild card round? Well, sure. Do I think they're winning the division round? But, I don't know but about if, that. If they don't win if they don't win the division, they could very easily end up going to like they could be going to Baltimore, Buffalo, New England. Kansas City, like one of you know, one of those. <laughs> Derrick Henry basically has to put the team on his back, and they have to run the ball thirty-five times right. for them to have a but chance. Derrick Henry to win. doesn't play defense, and that's why he has to carry it thirty-five times. Keep and, keep away, right? Which we've seen a lot of this fall. Yes, yes. Pound the rock, run yes. the ball. It works for a reason. But is it sustainable? And can you do it all the way through the playoffs? A guy coming off of an injury. Yeah. Who's gonna have missed what at least six weeks by the time right. he's back? So like partly like yeah, partly yeah, he's fresh. Yeah, partly, but he's also fresh because he was injured and couldn't play. Right. <laughs> so um I know we didn't talk a whole ton about NFL week thirteen action. There were some interesting games. Saw Seattle upset San Francisco and the ending of Baltimore Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I was telling you, I last week Auburn Tank Bigsby needs to get down inbounds. And the coach screwed it up multiple times in terms of decisions, in my opinion, at the end of the game. I think, and one of those was he should have gone for two. Completely different scenario here, though, with the Ravens. Like, you've got the best kicker in football history. Yeah, Justin Tucker kick the extra point and go to overtime where a field goal can win it. Right. Um, that's my opinion. I understand like on the road, like let's just go win it right now. And you had the play. Like you just got to make the play. You know, and people are like, Oh, the throw was wide. It was wide, but he was also, he was under like, they br- brought the house. There were a lot of people like right there. He had to get rid of it quick. And I know it would have been an amazing catch, but Mark Andrews has made tougher catches and he yeah. got it. He had a hand on it, you know, like you, you got a hand on it. It would have been a great play, but you want to win. A, if you're going to go for two, you better be prepared to make a good, great play. You know, you, you passed on the easy play of kicking the extra point. So, which isn't <laughs> judging by this year, no, this year as a, uh, but when I've got Justin Tucker back there, I'm taking that right. extra point and, as a, uh, and, and Pittsburgh's offense. I'm like, you think they're going to go down and score a third touchdown? Really? Like, you think they're going to go down and score a third touchdown? Because if you don't, then 
I'm kicking the extra point. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, as regular contributor Paul Roberts, who should be back on this show in the next few weeks, has said um, all the time, every week, he, he tweets it out, if you want your kid to be a success, get him kicking lessons because, yeah. it, I mean, in the first window today, there were four missed extra points. Yeah, in matter of moments there, yeah. like early on, too. Like, and those are game changers. Well, you look at the Eagles. In the Eagles yeah. game, the Jets missed the first two, and then the Jets I went for two. I think the Bengals did, too. And, and they, and they, this kid was signed yesterday because they cut their kicker yesterday, the Jets. Amendola. Yeah, cut him yesterday, signed this kid today. Yeah. And he missed it. Just crazy. Just crazy. I mean, so, they had to activate him off the practice squad, I guess. But Right. So the last thing here uh, this week in the NFL is also uh, My Cause, My Cleats, where they are able to recognize a charities and foundations um on their cleats because the nfl is very uptight about their uniform rules by and large just a bit and they don't allow specialized custom cleats during the game i believe you're allowed to wear them within reason uh before the game for warm-ups but you're not allowed to wear it during the games except for i believe just this week i don't think it's a multi-week thing i think it's just this week the first week in December, I think. First games in December. I know it's other times they've done it separately because there some if their teams don't buy this week, they let them do it. Okay. Okay. Week. Right. That would make sense. And uh Wilson quarterback or former Wilson quarterback, Chad Henney, uh backup quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's participated in this event a few times. I actually have a pair right here yeah. behind me. He represented the Gilmore Henney Community Fund uh years ago. I have those cleats that he wore. I know he's also done one for the Chad Tuff Foundation um, for uh, the grandson of Lloyd Carr, who passed away um, from a, a childhood disease. We talked about on, if it wasn't on this show, it was on the Bulldog Hour with him. Yeah, when we had him on. Yeah. Uh, when Chad was on one of the, the handful of times we've had him on the show. And he has a, a, a new cause this year, and it's actually a, a, a local cause. He, he chose um, the Breast Cancer Support Services of Berks County which is, I believe, part of the Berks County Community Foundation, which Goldmore Henny also fell under uh, when it was active. Um, so another another great cause selected by by Chad, and I know that one is uh, near and dear to him uh, right now. So we appreciate uh, the support and the post from Kansas City Chiefs to just show um, what is Chad is wearing right now as the Chiefs play the Denver Broncos. So he's got his Adidas Adidas uh, spikes with uh, some messaging on it, uh, the pink breast cancer awareness ribbon, the BCSS abbreviations for the Breast Cancer Support Services of Berks County, uh, the pink highlights, and then uh, you can see his son wrote Love Chase on the bottom. I love that. Uh, and the the, the um, nickname of the individual that he's supporting. Uh, yeah. So we, we, uh, we love to see it. So something we love to see. And I love seeing all the, the cleats from oh, this that's week. Oh, so cool. Because yeah. uh, you, you get such a wide variety well, you get of charities. Some, right, you get to see some of these people, like, and it, it's cool, like, because if they're on the team you root for and you're in their market. So, like, around here we'll hear about some of the things that, like, Eagles players do just because we're in that market. But, like, hearing some of that, it, it's just cool. It's a good reminder, too, that, like, a lot of these guys do a lot of good things for others and you know um you don't always get to hear those stories and it's just a good reminder and it's a there's always it's always a good time for that but it's also a good time to remember those things this time of year yeah and we know um who who chad is honoring and supporting and we don't want to um you know get in too depth about it but um you know we're thinking of them as well and their fight and all the people that have had to deal with uh the impact that cancer has uh, so often on so many of the people that we know and love. So, yeah, great, great cause. Check out the the, the cleats. Go onto any team's website. They yeah. probably have a feature, and you can see yep. everything. I mean, you get you, you see your military, your first responders, uh, different right. forms of, of, of medical get lots uh, of like, support. Like, uh, um, things fighting like hunger. Like mm-hmm. I think Najee Harris's uni- were like fighting is, childhood hunger today. Stuff you get like that. United Way. Yeah. You know. And, uh, you know. Any basically. If there's a foundation out there, and you, you, the better thing is you'll get educated on ones you don't know about. Right. Like those are always the coolest ones to see. Be like, I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know that player had this fun. So go and check any of the the uh, team websites, social media accounts, and you will see some of the awesome cleat designs. And some people go all out. They'll spend hundreds of dollars getting oh, yeah. their cleats customized. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, and then sometimes they'll be auctioned so that more money goes to, right. to, to the right. uh, to the charity of the foundation. It's very very cool. Uh, check it out. Um, just wanted to make sure that we pointed that out. Yeah, we uh, like to rate the NFL, or I do. <laughs> well, when, Justin when does. I feel like there's when they're in the wrong. But the my cleats, my costing is absolutely a win. I say do it twice a year. Now you're 18 weeks, tech, 17 yeah. games, 18 weeks. Yeah. Do it twice a year. Yeah, let them have a chance to do another one because right. they all. They all either have or support more than one charitable foundation. Right. Well, I know a bunch of the Penn State players have worn th- thon, yep. thon ones over yep. the years. Like, yeah, and we've cool. seen in years past Penn State players do dance marathon shoes in the NFL. Right. They, they right. support yep. Penn State dance marathon via my cause, my cleats uh, this time of year. So I'll have to see if uh, I don't know if Parsons or Owe um, Robinson didn't get the play, but right, you know, right. do any of the the recent Penn State grads. Did they, did any of them choose Thon this year? I didn't see it on social media. It doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it has happened in the past. So very cool. But Justin, it was good to be back talking yeah. uh, college and pro football instead of high school football. Yeah. Um, but uh, Wilson had a great year. Still have one Berks County team still playing. Makes Ross Tucker happy. Yeah. He, His Y missing Spartans are 15 and 0 playing so in the who, state who championship. Are who are they playing? Rematch is it Central I Valley? It, I thought it was yeah. going to be uh, Central Valley. Does have a loss this year? I believe they're fourteen and one. But Central Valley got the better of Wyoming last year in the state championship game. Right. Uh, so even though this isn't the Bulldog Hour, we wish um, Coach Wolfram and our buddy Coach Steve O'Neill and the rest of the Wyoming staff and players best of luck this coming Saturday. Uh, I believe it's at noon kickoff at Hershey Park Stadium. In the uh, Pennsylvania 3A classification state championship game, uh, I reached out to Steve last year to see if you could come on the show. It was supposed to be the night after they played in the state championship game, and they didn't win. And I didn't want right, to. I didn't right. want to, you know, pick that pick at right. that scab. Um, but I would love to get Steve on here. He's actually a big Broncos fan, All right. so uh, I know he's watching the game against the Chiefs right now. I hate to say it, we're pulling for Chad and the Chiefs, um, but. We have no ill will towards Denver teams, right? No. no the no. connection to the Denver teams. Right, we do. We do. And <laughs> my sister sent me a picture a few weeks ago when the Eagles were playing at Denver. Uh, she and her husband were at the game, and like she sent a perfect picture like right after Darius Slay had picked up the fumble and run it back for <laughs> yeah, that was a good She's picture, like smiling, yeah. and my brother-in-law's just like sitting there like, I hate you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was not having fun. So but your still, sister having but fun. But still handling it better than I would have like, if, <laughs> if it was the roles reversed. So. All right, well, Justin and I will be back next Sunday, December 12th at 8.30 on all these same networks, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe on those channels. Uh, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, um, no, sorry, not Anchor for this show. I had so many shows, I forget. Uh, SoundCloud. Um, yeah, just uh, good to be back. Excited to talk more NFL with you all next week. And uh, I think that's it. Anything else to say? No, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Um, I'll say one more thing. I know what you're going to say. Go Navy. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs>